I'm Lina Khmudu. Welcome to Health Chat. The World Health Organization and the United Nations Children's Funds, UNICEF, have announced that reported cases of measles have jumped 79% worldwide during the first two months of the year. Most outbreaks have been reported in Africa and the eastern Mediterranean region. Almost 17,500 cases of measles were recorded in the African region between January and March 2022, marking a 400% increase compared with the same period in 2021. According to WHO Africa region, other vaccine-preventable diseases are also on the rise. 13 African countries reported new yellow fever outbreaks in 2021. Mavis Okiri in Joasu, in the Ashanti region of Ghana, has more on the story. Disruptions to immunization services and routine health care because of coronavirus pandemic led to the surge in vaccine-preventable diseases. Dr. Maserit Shebisi is the coordinator for the Immunization and Vaccines Development Program for the World Health Organization Office for Africa. She says certain countries reported new yellow fever outbreaks compared to nine outbreaks in 2020 and three in 2019. She says most of the new yellow fever outbreaks were in West Africa with a few cases in East Africa. Vaccination campaigns are underway to contain the outbreaks. She says to contain measles, countries aim to get 95% of their children vaccinated with two doses. A single dose, Shebisi says, won't provide enough coverage to prevent outbreaks. Countries have really committed to give, to provide these two doses of measles vaccine. However, now, whenever we had such gaps in service delivery, such as the COVID-19 pandemic, the number of children that never got measles has really increased within the time, within this two, three-year period of time. We have identified the countries that are at risk. We have really reminded our member states to take preventive measures to screen their vaccination status of the children and provide the schedule that they have missed. She says about 10 million children in Africa have not received any single vaccines and countries need strategies to get them vaccinated. She says countries such as Central African Republic, Chad, Equatorial Guinea, Ethiopia, Nigeria and South Sudan have reinstated their measles campaigns. More than uh, 30 countries in their region have really stepped up to provide for those missed children. But we are still reinforcing the message where we are is that we cannot leave any single child or individual without being vaccinated. So the call for the member states is to make sure that each and every child due for vaccination receives the, the vaccine. She says although progress has been made in curbing wild polio outbreaks, one has been confirmed in Malawi. Vaccination campaigns are underway there in neighboring countries like Mozambique, Tanzania, and Zambia. 
She says the World Health Organization has a regional strategic vaccination plan for countries to ensure that no one is left behind, including a focus on underserved areas such as rural communities. She applauded countries such as Rwanda, Cabo Verde, Mauritius, and the Seychelles for having good vaccination programs allowing them to nearly eliminate measles outbreaks. Shebisi says some countries successfully integrated other critical immunization campaigns with COVID-19 vaccination efforts. For instance, she said Ghana integrated COVID-19 shots with yellow fever vaccination. Reporting for VOA, this is Mavis Autry in Draso, in the Ashanti region of Ghana. For more on the resurgence of vaccine-preventable diseases in the African region, I spoke with Dr. Mesiret Shibesi, Coordinator for Immunization and Vaccines Development Program with WHO Regional Office for Africa. Dr. Mesiret Shibesi, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me too. Africa is witnessing a surge in outbreaks of vaccine-preventable diseases over the past year, according to reports from the World Health Organization. Would you please explain what is happening and how much of a concern is it? It is a concern. Uh, As you recall, uh, the COVID pandemic came out with so many public health measures. Uh, At the beginning, the fear was there with parents, caretakers, even to go out. Uh, And essential health services, including vaccination, also have suffered due to the previous, at the beginning. However, gradually, essential health services get opened, aligned with strict public health measures, but turnout for vaccination has reduced. And that has resulted in unprotected children. And because they were not protected, now we have accumulated a lot of them. It's a huge concern for us. For example, if I give you a figure, close to 10 million children in Africa had not received any single dose of vaccination during the last two years, which is they are prone to get vaccine-preventable disease outbreaks like measles. So the concern is real and it is serious. What we're seeing on the ground are diseases like measles. What else are we seeing? We have polio, type of polio where if you are exposed and your area is not having high vaccination coverage, then children fall into that group to get it easily. And measles is definitely common. We've actually advised our member states on the possibility of huge measles outbreaks so that they can do preventive vaccination campaign. Short of campaign, they can also do a sort of catch-up where they go to health facilities. If they have not taken their vaccine, then governments are supposed to give them in each institution, wherever they are, they can get vaccinated so that they don't fall to get vaccine-preventable disease outbreaks. So these are the common ones that we observe. However, recently we also had outbreaks of yellow fever, which we witnessed mainly in Central and West Africa, Eastern Africa side as well. Not only because of COVID pandemic, but the essential health services limitation also has brought this into And we are still appealing for parents, caretakers, really to go to health facilities so that their children could take their due or overdue vaccination schedules. So is the lack of access to vaccination during COVID-19 mainly due to lockdown, people's refusal or lack of supply? Uh, It was a combination. Uh, Okay, At the beginning, it was the fear of going out. 
So access was really limited. Then facilities have adhered now to really take public health measures adhering to the standard that we have advised with keeping to distances, wearing masks, washing the hands, and the services were scheduled really every other day so that, you know, crowds would not be there. Yes, part of it was that. In between, there was also some sort of supply limitation. Do you remember that flights were also stranded in many of the countries? It's a combination of factors, not only the supply or access, and also the fear that caretakers had at the time. So at this point, what urgent steps need to be taken to reverse this trend? Thank you. This is a very important question. The African region, the World Health Organization, has has adopted the, the strategy Immunization Agenda 2030. The motto is leave no one behind. Every health beneficiary is supposed to benefit from health services. So immunization also is one of the essential health services and uh, our region has developed immunization strategic plan. And there are strategies and tools, very simplified tools. And I would say we are calling member states, caretakers, to go take their children so that if their child has missed the due vaccination, they will get it. So the health workers know, according to the age of the child, they can screen and then provide the vaccination. And many of our countries now have realized that, and they are organizing through the last week, African Vaccination Week, Maternal Child Health Week, they are providing the immunization services, vaccination services, so that catch-up vaccination can be done to prevent the outbreaks coming or occurring in all the countries. The COVID-19 pandemic has demonstrated that, to some extent, vaccines alone cannot be the solution to prevent some disease outbreaks in cases when people cannot be reached. What else can be done to keep uh, vaccine-preventable diseases at bay, particularly with regards to recurrent outbreaks? This is also an excellent question. You know, uh, vaccination is one of the primary public health preventive mechanisms We also have a tool called surveillance. We constantly monitor occurrence of diseases like vaccine-preventable diseases from community level as well as health facilities. The health workers have professional case definition. They know the signs and symptoms. But even if it occurs, for example, measles occurs at the community level, every person with fever and rash will be screened. That surveillance system would help us to pick if any outbreak of vaccine-preventable disease will occur. Ahead of time, we will confirm it with a laboratory, and then we can mount vaccination response based on the geographic location that it is happening. However, this is not to be left for healthcare workers. Caretakers need to be reminded. We want to work very closely with communication experts, with journalists like you, to raise alarm so that caretakers and parents are aware of the services. We need constant reminders so that they are adhered to. And as you know, we are adding many more vaccines and vaccines are no more limited to children. We are now vaccinating across the life course, depending on the schedule that each member state has adopted. So there are different tools that we use beyond the vaccination. So even if you record high vaccination coverage through the surveillance, through the constant watch that we follow, we are also to to say we don't see outbreaks, 
no, we have seen outbreaks. So we have tools like the surveillance system, which is helping us. Africa Vaccination Week is every year, the last week of April. What is the takeaway this year? This week, we want uh, you know, really to uh, stay healthy and live long. And knowing that vaccination is a tool, a very cost-effective public health preventive tool, uh, we are calling to all our member states and also health workers to make sure that every child presenting for even for uh, at a sick bay or coming for any other health service should be screened so that they get their vaccination due. This is the only way we can prevent outbreaks, specifically like uh, measles. Dr. Messiret Shibesi, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. It's a pleasure. <laughs> thank you very much to you too. That was Dr. Meseret Shbesi, Coordinator for Immunization and Vaccines Development Program, WHO Regional Office for Africa. Now, Health Ministry and World Health Organization officials in South Sudan say they are preparing to roll out the RTSS anti-malaria vaccine to try to save millions of lives. Speaking at a World Malaria Day event in Juba, the WHO's country representative in South Sudan, Fabian Ndenzako, says malaria is a major health challenge, including in South Sudan. Ahmed Jul, manager of the South Sudan National Malaria Control Program at the Health Ministry, says the country is working with health partners to secure vaccine doses. Manyang David Maya reports from Juba. Jennifer Joseph says she just learned her one-year-old tested positive for malaria at the El Sabah Children's Hospital in Juba. The hospital is crowded with mothers holding young sick children on their laps, waiting for test results or to see a doctor. Joseph says her baby became ill yesterday. This child experienced diarrhea last night, so I brought him to the hospital this morning and they found malaria. This is not the first time for him to be sick of malaria. It has been there before. Viola George Another mother waiting for her child's test results at the hospital says malaria has been constant in her family and every time someone falls ill, the cost of treatment is high. I have had malaria before and I don't know the sickness of this child, whether it is malaria or something else. Last time he was sick, I was able to pay like 12,000 South Sudanese pounds. I had to pay this money for the treatment of my child. Whether it is a lot or little, there is nothing I can do since it is the treatment of my child. The World Health Organization says a child dies of malaria every two minutes. Speaking at the World Malaria Day event in Juba yesterday, the WHO's country representative in South Sudan, Fabian Denzako, says malaria is a major health challenge, including in South Sudan. In South Sudan, malaria is number one disease-causing a high morbidity and mortality. And from the data that we have from the ministry coming from health facilities, between 60 to 70% of all outpatient consultation is actually because of malaria. Over the past few years, health experts have tried to eliminate malaria. As scientists have developed a malaria vaccine, says Ndenzako. This malaria vaccine will be used to prevent malaria 
particularly among children aged six months to five years who live in moderate to high transmission settings, including uh, South Sudan. More than one million children in Ghana, Kenya and Malawi have now received one or more doses of the world's first malaria vaccine in a pilot program coordinated by the World Health Organization. South Sudan's health ministry says the country is working with health partners to be able to secure malaria vaccine doses. Hamid Jula is the manager of the South Sudan National Malaria Control Program at the Health Ministry. We in the South Sudan, we are really very blessed with the partners that can assist us and the leadership of the Minister of Health that uh, they talk to the uh, World Health Organization South Sudan office. So these vaccines, once come to South Sudan, will encourage all the children to be vaccinated. Until the vaccine arrives, South Sudan Health Minister Yolanda Awilding encourages all South Sudanese to adhere to simple ways of preventing malaria. Sleeping under treated mosquito net is simplest way and it is the economical sufficient way for every citizen of South Sudan to actually implement. Ministry of Health, uh, with the help from the partners, we have got treated mal malaria nets for the household that cannot afford to buy their own. It is widely available and we highly encourage the families to sleep under treated mosquito net. The WHO says the vaccine is one of several ways to prevent the spread of malaria. Other methods include clearing of bushes and draining stagnant water. The theme for this year's World Malaria Day is harness innovation to reduce the malaria disease burden and save lives. For VOA News, I'm Anyang David Mayor in Juba. You are listening to Health Chat on Voice of America. It is time for a short break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Kim Lewis. Join me and a panel of journalists as we discuss the top stories of the week, including in a rare leak from the highest court in the U.S., the political journalism company Politico reports it has obtained a draft Supreme Court opinion showing much of the court in favor of striking down the landmark Roe v. Wade decision that legalized abortion nationwide. Join us for Issues in the News this Saturday and Sunday on The Voice of America. Peter Clote on the next Straight Talk Africa. I have an exclusive conversation with Yuwari Museveni, the president of Uganda for over three decades. We discuss democracy, security, and stability in Africa, and lots more. Yuwari Museveni in his own words. Wednesday on Straight Talk Africa at 18.30 UTC. Welcome back to Health Chat. Health authorities in Warab State are reporting outbreaks of measles, rubella, and anthrax in the area. The Minister of Health in Warab State, Abak Yel Madot, says samples of the three diseases were taken in Kwak North, Kwak South, and Ekon Payams and sent to the National Laboratory in Juba, South Sudan. Minister Madot says all samples returned positive. The Director General of Preventive Health Services at the National Ministry of Health, Dr. John Rumunu, confirms the outbreaks of the three diseases in Warab State. Dr. Rumunu says the ministry has dispatched a rapid response team to the affected areas. 
Dengai Deng reports from the Minister of Health Abag Yel Madud says most samples collected from quite north, quite south, and Akon Payams tested positive at the National Laboratory in Juba. We have a measles outbreak and rubella, and we have anthrax there too. We sent the samples, and the result came out is outbreak. For the measles, yes, can be treated, can be. Well, the children can be, but uh, can be taking the vaccination. For uh, rubella, doesn't have any vaccine. Still, we still getting uh, cases. We are uh, telling them, telling the community, if they, there is any symptoms, they have to bring children to the hospital, and we are advising them to take them to the nearest facility to take the vaccine. Madhu says our ministry has held meetings with health partners in the area to discuss how to combat the outbreaks. The Director General of Preventive Health Services at the National Ministry of Health, Dr. John Romunu, says the National Ministry of Health has dispatched a rapid response team to the concerned areas. Besides uh, COVID-19, we are dealing with a number of uh, outbreaks. We have measles. Um, and anthrax in Warab, measles in Western Baharazal, we have cholera in Unity State, we have meningitis in Northern Baharazal State. Uh, so we send a rapid response team from uh, the national level, uh, joined by colleagues from WH and ICAP, and also we have um, MSF on ground. They are doing uh, uh, case uh, management. Our team, the rapid response team, is doing uh, case search and uh, improving surveillance uh, and, and, and case management. Dr. Rumunu says the National Ministry of Health is doing its best to contain the outbreaks across the country. We are um, uh, using a multi-hazard uh, approach. Uh, uh, for dealing with all these uh, multi um, uh, uh, outbreaks through the public health emergency uh, operation center. With regards to the public, we uh, always have uh, targeted um, uh, uh, information, education, communication to different areas according to the uh, hazard uh, and according to the risk. Dr. Romunu urges people in the affected communities to get vaccinated to help their ministry and its partners contain the outbreaks. Measles is a highly contagious disease caused by a virus. More than 140,000 people died from measles in 2018, mostly children under the age of five, despite the availability of a safe and effective vaccine, according to World Health Organization. Rubella is a virus with a single stereotype that does not cross-react with other viruses. Humans are the only known host with seasonal epidemics occurring every five to nine years over a worldwide distribution. Rubella is transmitted by the respiratory route and replicates in the nose, throat, and the local limbs nodes. Rubella can infect the placenta and the developing fetus in pregnant women. The virus is characterized by a transient rash, joint pain, and arthritis. It rarely occurs in children but may affect up to 70% of adults.
Rovella can be found in north and throat secretions and urine from one week before to two weeks after the onset of a rash. Anthrax is a serious infectious disease caused by gram-positive rod-shaped bacteria known as Bacillus anthracis. It occurs naturally in soil and commonly affects domestic and wild animals around the world. People can get sick with anthrax if they come in contact with infected animals or contaminated animals' products. For VOA News, I am Deng Guiding in Bor. With a sudden spike in cases, scientists suspect a fifth wave of COVID-19 has started in South Africa. Just a few weeks ago, health officials were recording less than 1,000 new cases a day. That figures now more than 4,000 a day. Almost 4 million people have been affected so far in South Africa, with more than 100,000 deaths, the highest rates on the continent. Darren Taylor reports. The official in charge of South Africa's response to the pandemic, Health Department Deputy Director General Nicholas Crisp, is watching what he calls flames starting in communities across the country. These, he says, are driven by several sub-variants of Omicron, the highly infectious variant first detected in South Africa in October 2021. What we are seeing in the concentration of the numbers over the last 14 days is that it's very much in the urban areas. It may well be just a spike as a result of people moving around over the Easter weekend, and it may well be driven by some different behavioral characteristics of the BA.4, but it is very early, very small. Dr. Crisp says even though Omicron and its cousins, including BA.4, are less virulent than other strains of COVID-19, they still carry potential to cause grievous harm. He's very concerned that less than a third of people eligible for vaccination in South Africa have been jabbed. Believing that you have immunity from wild infection is not a smart move at all. You need to have been repeatedly infected or repeatedly exposed to a vaccine to get a good immune response. You don't need only antibodies. You also need a cellular response. And to do that, your body needs the memory of repeated exposures. Crisp urges people to get vaccinated, emphasizing that his department has more than enough shots in stock. Officials were recently forced to destroy 90,000 expired doses of Pfizer vaccine. According to Crisp, 7 million doses donated by the U.S. government are facing the same fate in June, July and August. The vaccines were delivered with somewhere between seven and nine months of fridge life at minus 70, and the clock wears down on that. If we don't use it, you can't prolong its lifespan once it's past its expiry date. He urges South Africans to show respect to themselves, to others, and to the American taxpayers who paid for the jabs by getting vaccinated as soon as possible. You know, this is a donation. It's really hard to tell a donor, thank you very much, but we've had to dump all your vaccine because our people didn't think it was necessary to get protected. And that will be a crying shame if, in fact, we do get an aggressive wave and even more waves which may come and people could have protected themselves. So one doesn't wait until you're in a battle to start arming yourself. You arm yourself before you get in that situation. And it's easy to arm yourself by getting vaccinated now.
Crisp says it's tragic that relatively few in South Africa are getting jabbed in a country where COVID-19 has claimed so many lives. For VOA News, I'm Darren Taylor in Johannesburg. That's all for this edition of Health Chat. For the latest news and coverage on the coronavirus pandemic, visit voanews.com. Thank you all for joining us and special thanks to all our affiliate stations throughout Africa for carrying Health Chat. I'm your host, Lenore Mudu in Washington with producer Dan Brown. Until next time, take care, stay safe and strive to make every day a healthy day. And strive to make every day a healthy day. Voice of America's global news program, International Edition, brings you the biggest stories of the day. Our global correspondents report the news objectively and comprehensively, keeping you informed about important world events. International Edition provides analysis from the most seasoned experts around the world to put the day's events into context to better understand what's happening and how it may affect you. Listen to International Edition Monday through Friday at 3.30 and 17.05 Universal Time on The Voice of America or your local affiliate. You can also listen to the show on demand by visiting the program page at voanews.com or by subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcasts. VOA's International Edition, your go-to source for accurate, comprehensive, and objective news. VOA's Our Voices television program is about more than just sitting and talking about women's issues. It's about listening to them and bringing their opinions to the table and making sure that their voices are heard. Because our lived experiences, our stories, and our voices will help shape the next generation. Check your local TV listings and join the conversation each week with Our Voices.